In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Welcome on this 29th Sunday in Ordinary Time Year A. This is pointing to the Saviour of the world, where we listen and reflect on the Sunday Scripture readings, pray for others, for ourselves, for the world, and for the dead. This Sunday, we pray particularly for Pa Eno Agbo Thednand, who died recently. Dear friends, we all have experiences of these two groups of people. On the one hand, people who are not who or what they appear to be. These people live lives of pretense. On the other hand, people who are the same, both inside and out who always seem to do the right thing. The scriptures this Sunday present us with the two types of people considered above. In the first reading from the prophet Isaiah, God gave his grace to Cyrus, a man who seems to belong to the second group above, a man who always seemed to do the right thing. Even though he did not know God, he cooperated with God's grace. In contrast, we see the priests, the scribes, the Pharisees in the Gospel, who were not who or what they appeared to be, externally religious but hypocrites. They tried to entrap Jesus, who was the perfect model of what it means to be religious on the outside and spiritual in the inside, something the disciples and saints became, something we must strive every day to become. St. Paul in the second reading educates us on how to do this. He tells the Thessalonians that we need much more than words. We need the power of the Holy Spirit and we need conviction. Words can fall on deaf ears and closed minds. Words cannot penetrate hardened hearts, but the power of God's Holy Spirit can enable us to become what we must be for God, for others, for ourselves. So dear friends, let us pray that we will become the whole and integrated persons that God created us to be. May we reject all those things which stand between us and God, and may we always bring out the best in others by being the best we can be ourselves. A reading from the prophet Isaiah. Thus says the Lord to his anointed, to Cyrus, whom he has taken by his right hand to subdue nations before him and strip the loins of kings to force gateways before him that their gates be closed no more. It is for the sake of my servant, Jacob, of Israel, my chosen one, that I have called you by your name conferring a title though you do not know me i am the lord unrivaled there is no other god besides me 
though you do not know me. I arm you that men may know from the rising to the setting of the sun that apart from me all is nothing. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Give the Lord glory and power. Give the Lord glory and power. Oh, sing a new song to the Lord. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Tell among the nations his glory and his wonders among all the peoples. Give the Lord glory and power. The Lord is great and worthy of praise to be feared above all gods. The gods of the heavens are naught. It was the Lord who made the heavens. Give the Lord glory and power. Give the Lord, you families of peoples, give the Lord glory and power. Give the Lord the glory of his name. Bring an offering and enter his courts. Give the Lord glory and power. Worship the Lord in his temple, or earth tremble before him. Proclaim to the nations, God is king. He will judge the peoples in fairness. Give the Lord glory and power. A reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Thessalonians. From Paul, Silvanus and Timothy to the church in Thessalonica, which is in God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, wishing you grace and peace from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We always mention you in our prayers and thank God for you all and constantly remember before God our Father how you have shown your faith in action, worked for love and persevered through hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. We know, brothers, that God loves you and that you have been chosen because when we brought the good news to you, it came to you not only as words, but as power and as the Holy Spirit and as utter conviction. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Alleluia, alleluia. You will shine in the world like bright stars because you are offering it the word of life. Alleluia. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory be to you, O Lord. The Pharisees went away to work out between them how to trap Jesus in what he said and they sent their disciples to him, together with the Herodians, to say, Master, we know that you are an honest man and teach the way of God in an honest way. 
and that you are not afraid of anyone because a man's rank means nothing to you. Tell us your opinion then. Is it permissible to pay taxes to Caesar or not? But Jesus was aware of their malice and replied, You hypocrites, why do you set this trap for me? Let me see the money you pay the tax with. They handed him a denarius. And he said, Whose head is this? Whose name? Caesar's, they replied. He then said to them, Very well, give back to Caesar what belongs to Caesar, and to God what belongs to God. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Dear friends, there were two men shipwrecked on this island. The minute they got onto the island, one of them started screaming and yelling, We're going to die, we're going to die. There's no food, no water, we're going to die. The second man was propped up against a palm tree and acting so calmly, it drove the first man crazy. Don't you understand? We are going to die. The second man replied, You don't understand. I make a hundred thousand dollars a week. The first man looked at him quite dumbfounded and asked, What difference does that make? We are on an island with no food and no water. We're going to die and all you care about is that you earn a hundred thousand dollars? The second man answered, You just don't get it, do you? I make a hundred thousand dollars a week and each week I tithe 10% of that one hundred thousand dollars. My pastor will find me. Dear friends, Apart from pointing out certain truths which are mentioned in the story above, the readings this Sunday also talk about two themes, belonging and hope. Let's start with belonging. It may seem like a simple concept, but in practice its meaning and implications run really deep. Picture a, a young child coming home after a day at school. He or she may even audibly let out a sigh of relief at the familiar surroundings, the presence of mum and or dad, and all that they hold dear at home. Is it so different for us? We are gods. We belong to him. In the first reading, God tells Cyrus, I have called you by your name. And Jesus says to give back to God what belongs to God. 
Jesus in the gospel is not telling us to compartmentalize our lives. Here is my political life where I vote and pay taxes. Next, my economic life where I earn and spend. Then comes my social life and my family life. And if I have some more time, my religious life. Jesus is not saying this, but is asking us to recognize what really counts. Do not get overexcited about passing things, nations, presidents, wars, courts, stock markets, literature, art, money, wealth, education, property, friends, status, titles, Jesus tells us. They have their place, although they will fade. There are, on the other hand, things that more directly impinge on one's inner being. Give those things to God. They belong to Him, things which are good, beautiful, true. Only because they come from Him. Your marriage, your children, your money, your conscience, your abilities, your time. And by giving God, not the leftovers, but the first fruits of your talents, your treasure, and your time. Whatever you entrust to God will acquire a lasting value. When all is said and done, we would realize that everything comes from God. It all belongs to Him. God owns it all. What a difference that would make to your life and mine if this truth could penetrate our hearts. God owns it all. Then give to God what belongs to God. And now, to hope. In scriptures, we always see hope with her two siblings, faith and love. You're probably listening to this reflection because you have both, faith and love. These two are drummed up in our ears from our early Christian days. St. Paul in the second reading congratulates the community in Thessalonica on the way they're showing their faith in action, are working for love and persevering through hope. This is the first of many occasions in which faith, hope and love are mentioned in the one breath. Perhaps the most well-known is Paul's statement to the Corinthians, faith, hope and and love abide these three and the greatest of these is love but how often do we reflect on the virtue of hope the word hope conjures up all the things we hope for for ourselves and for those we love and ultimately a hope that one day we will enjoy the presence of God for all eternity in heaven. 
It is not inaccurate to say that hope is about the future, but it is important and perhaps surprising to note that while hope as a Christian virtue does concern the future, it, its focus is very much on the present. It is good to long with expectation for future happiness, but it's also true that such longing can distract us from the reality of the present moment. By the virtue of hope, we entrust the future peacefully to God and confidently leave it in God's hands, knowing that he who loves us will certainly continue to do so in the future. Our faith in God assures us, dear friends, that God wants for each and every one of us what Jeremiah calls a future full of hope. A perfect example of hope is found in Psalm 131. O Lord, my heart is not lifted up in pride. My eyes are not raised too high. I do not occupy myself with great and wondrous matters that are beyond me. No, I hold myself in quiet and silence, like a little child with its mother, like the child, like the little child that is, is with me. So is my soul. O Israel, hope in the Lord from this time on and forevermore. Dear friends, a baby resting in the arms of its mother or father is not anxious about the future, nor is it excitedly looking forward to it. That baby is content. That is our model for hope. We adults cannot but think of the future. If we truly hope in God, however, we can be like that child. We need not be anxious about it or be distracted from the present by it, but we can entrust it to God, knowing how faithful God is to love. This frees us to focus on the present, even if our present is painful. When we place our hope in God, we steal the fears that are stirred up when our imagination goes wild, thinking up all the worst possible things that could happen to us. We have to remind ourselves that there is no such reality as the future. What we think of as the future is only real when it is actually present. Prayer to that, it is nothing more than a figment of our imagination. When we are afraid of the future, we are to call this truth about a child in its mother's arms to mind. Place our trust in God and steal our hearts. God loves us. Everything is to be seen in that light. Dear friends, if we belong to Jesus, if we belong to God and have hope in the love and promises that God has made us. Lo, I'm with you until the end of time. Then we would do what the gospel acclamation today asks us to do. 
to shine in the world like bright stars because you are offering it the word of life. There is so much darkness in this world today. Dear friends, let us all make an effort to be the light in someone's life this week. Whether it be a spouse, a child, a parent, a co-worker, a patient, a homeless person. Dear friends, rejoicing that God will listen lovingly to our prayers, we turn to him in hope and humility with all our needs. For the leaders of our church, both locally and universally, that they will continue to encourage the faithful to nurture their faith and hope and grow in their love of God. Lord, in your mercy, for all in government, that they may defend and protect religious freedom in their policies and, lo and laws. Lord, in your mercy, for all who work as magistrates and judges, that their judgments may be tempered with mercy and compassion for both the victims and the accused. Lord, in your mercy, for our own local parish communities, that we will never cease to turn to God in prayer for guidance and spiritual growth, and to always hope in faith in the love of God. Lord, in your mercy, for the vulnerable, the sick, the suffering, and the bereaved, that they will know the comfort of Christ's love. Lord, in your mercy, for the dead, especially Annie, Ferdinand, Matthias, Aqua, that they will enjoy the peace of God's kingdom. Lord, in your mercy. For our own personal intentions and the intentions of those who have asked us to pray for them and the intentions of those who have no one to pray for them. We ask Mary, our mother, to intercede for us as we pray. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. 
Amen. Faithful and merciful God, you have made us your daughters and sons in Christ. Open our hearts that we may hear more clearly your message of love and hope and live more closely in accordance with your will. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord bless us and keep us from all evil and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Dear friends, let us continue to bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thank you, dear friends, for joining me today to pray and for joining the rest of the community to worship God and to listen to his word. We ask you to continue to support our efforts, to like, subscribe and share our YouTube videos and also those who use the website and Spotify and the other podcast platforms to to share them and like them. Please leave us a, a message on how to make things better as well. Let us finish like we began in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. <laughs>